The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So, great. So, ready with the preliminaries. Um, done with the preliminaries in, in our own form. So, welcome. Very happy to have you and see you at happy hour, dear Sangha. So for tonight's um, happy hour guided meditation, um, I would like to invite us into a new series of, of explorations. Um, for those who have been joining um, the past, what, 10 sessions? Uh, together we explored the relationship between metta and the other paramis, the other ten perfections, uh, the nine perfections, because metta is one of them. Um, so today I figured, oh, I felt inspired. Actually, I, I was sitting a um, silent retreat at home for the past five days. I've lost track of days. It started on Sunday, which just ended today. And then this era of COVID-19, since... Uh, we can't sit together in a retreat center sitting at home supported by Zoom is, is a new way to sit retreat. So I'm really grateful to have been able to do that. And I just came out of retreat earlier today. So I'm still steeping in the retreat space and you know, quieter uh, than I realized. So with this, with this, what I'd like to invite us to explore it, to start on the new series as I was reflecting today on the Eightfold Path, the relationship between metta and the Eightfold Path. And I think this can be very interesting, exciting um, ways to explore these beautiful teachings in a new way from the perspective of metta, how each one supports metta, loving kindness, and how metta, kindness, friendliness, supports each of these factors. So... Let's see what we discover. So the first, the first of, of the Eightfold Path is wise perspective, is um, translated in so many different ways, right view, wise view, but I like wise perspective uh, or helpful perspective as the best translation. So let's sit with that for a moment. A helpful perspective in life. It's the very first one. So the Buddha was giving us a signal. Hey, people, the perspective you take is really, really important in life. Is fundamental. And we have choice in what perspective we take. Everything can be taken away from us. Our health, our Find, you know, livelihood, every, you know, we can lose everything in life, but our, our choice of perspective, how we choose to see things, that's a choice that cannot be taken away from us. It's conditioned, but, but there's a lot more choice than things, than other things. So, so perspective, wise perspective, we can have unhelpful, unwise perspectives and we can have helpful or wise perspectives. And sometimes maybe it's helpful to consider unwise perspectives. Why me? This is terrible. The world is an awful place. I'm going to cheat and lie my way out uh, to be successful. And well, yeah, okay. Ah. Unwise perspectives, they don't lead to happiness. They don't lead to a heart that's happy and, and a mind that's at rest, sleeps well at night and, and feels rich, feels um full in, in generosity um, and happy for its own sake and others. So we can consider unwise perspectives in order to highlight what's a wise perspective, what's a helpful perspective to have in life. So having said just a few general words about wise perspectives, I want to say just one more thing before we get into our exploration about metta. So Considering metta, kindness, loving kindness, and wise perspective, if when we cultivate, with cultivating goodwill, we're actually taking on a wise perspective. 
for example, metta for ourselves. Ah, this, this being that is me, this being that is me is deserving of care, is deserving of love. That's a wise perspective that we take on in order to cultivate metta for ourselves. And through cultivating metta, as we wish ourselves well, as we relate to ourselves with friendliness, as we do that, as we cultivate metta, befriending ourselves, then a wise perspective of care, friendliness for ourselves then arises. So wise perspective gives rise to cultivating metta and metta gives rise to wise perspective. Do you see that relationship? It's a virtuous cycle. It's a virtuous cycle. Similarly, cultivating goodwill for others. Um, you know, the unwise perspective could be, oh, terrible. You know, people deserve, they deserve to suffer, blah, blah, blah. You know, just a sense of ill will. Um, but a, a wise, a helpful perspective, that a helpful perspective that causes our heart happiness and freedoms. Ah, oh, just like me, everybody suffers. Just like me, everybody wants to be happy. Just like me, there are all these human beings going along their lives, trying to do the best they can. So taking on a wise perspective opens your heart to cultivating goodwill for all beings. And as you cultivate goodwill for all beings, ah, a sense of ease, spaciousness, and a more, more helpful perspective um, so that when, say, when somebody cuts you off in traffic, nowadays we're not driving much, but if somebody were cutting you off in traffic, then it wouldn't be like, ah, they're, they're terrible and expletives come. I was like, oh, oh, maybe they're in a hurry. Maybe something, all, you know, they're trying to get somewhere. Maybe somebody's in danger. Like, may you be well. Ah, a more helpful perspective that gives you heart ease so that you don't have road rage. So there's so many ways that these two can play with each other. So without further ado, Let's dig in and explore wise perspective and cultivating friendliness. So with that, I'd like to invite you to ah, sit, move, lie down, whatever is comfortable for you. Getting into a position that supports you in this moment in time. And landing, landing. Landing in your body. Landing with your body. In your body, first and foremost. Cannot overemphasize how important arriving, landing in the body is for the practice that we are doing. Feeling your feet, your legs on the ground, sitting on a chair, the bottom of your feet, planted, rooted. You're sitting on a cushion bottoms of your legs contacting the earth. Ah, landing, landing into your sit bones, your bottom touching the chair. Landing your back. Touching the back of the chair if you're sitting in one. Ah, feeling the contact points between your hands and each other or your legs. Landing in your body. Arriving, arriving with your breath. 
in your body, receiving the breath, in your abdomen. Not effortfully. You don't have to breathe. The body knows how to breathe itself. Simply opening as if you're opening up the pores of your body to receive each breath. Receive each in-breath and each out-breath. Letting your shoulders soften. Letting your face soften and relax. Your eyes rest in their socket. Your jaw relaxing. Your lower back relaxing. Releasing any holding in your feet and your legs. (sighs) Your chest relaxing. Choosing to have a moment of refuge. If thoughts arise, it's no problem in thinking per se. Just as there is no problem with hearing. Sounds come and go, thoughts come and go. Every sound you hear, you don't get up to go check to see what the source is. You don't follow it. Sound just comes and goes. Let your relationship with thoughts be the same. They rise and pass. You don't have to follow them. You don't have to be reactive. Ah. Having a relationship of ease with thoughts. Don't have to be bothered by them. Simply resting with the breath, with the body. Arriving more fully in this moment's experience. The full humanity, the awe-inspiring humanity of this moment's experience. Having a sense of awe, curiosity. Receiving the breath and the body.
And noticing if any perspectives are arising. And recognizing them. If they're a wise perspective, a helpful one, or an unhelpful one, if a thought arises representing the perspective, oh, you're so distracted right now, you can't do this. Not a very helpful perspective. How about, hmm, thoughts arising, it's okay. Distracted Buddha is practicing right now. Smiling with a sense of ease and beginning again. And again and again. A more helpful perspective. Perspectives are a dime a dozen. Why choose the dungeon? dwell in. Choose the palace in your heart, spacious to reside in. I'd like to invite you, if you wish, to consider the perspective that you are worthy of care, of compassion, of love, of friendliness, just as anyone else in the world. As the Buddha said, you search the whole world, you won't find anyone more deserving of yourself, more deserving of yourself for your own friendliness, metta, care. Consider that perspective. And with that perspective, I'd like to invite you to bring to mind, to conjure up a being that represents unconditional love for you. It could be an archetype. It could be the being of light, shining their light unconditionally in everyone. Any people who have near-death experiences, for example, no matter their religion, their age, their background, their religiosity, more than 90% report feeling held by unconditional love. Not because they've done anything to to deserve it, but just available held imagine you're being held unconditionally by this being of light or any archetype the Buddha, Jesus, Mother Mary maybe Dalai Lama 
or whoever works for you, archetype or human, whatever works for you. Be creative. Ah, maybe as if, if it works for you, as if you were having a near-death experience, a different state of consciousness and feeling held, completely held in a way that's not usually available to you, your ordinary life, feeling, wow, completely held. Completely accepted, completely loved, just because you exist, you breathe, just because you are completely held. Maybe even see yourself on the lap of this being, just held. There is nothing you have to do. There's no one you have to be. You are completely held already. if you can just let it in for a moment and be so healing even if it's not sustained and if if it can be sustained if it is sustained lovely, whatever works is available right now whatever is available and feel free to use your creativity and imagination to feel held. There is nothing you have to do or be. No one you have to be. You're already held. gazed upon with unconditional acceptance. Now inviting yourself to hold yourself as much as possible with with the same hint of acceptance, same hint of a hint of unconditionality, of care, love, friendliness. or maybe more than a hint of a hint.
May I be a friend to myself. May I hold myself with care and love. Or I care for myself. I care for this being that is me. I am deserving of care, friendliness. I see my own goodness. There is beauty, there is inner goodness in my heart, in my being. May I recognize, may I see my own inner goodness. May I befriend myself and support my own goodness. If you wish, if you wish, to invite yourself to now consider the perspective, perspective of this unconditional love and acceptance that's available to you. It also shines upon every human being, every being every being. On this planet. Just taking on the perspective for a moment. See what it might open to. Every being. Maybe start with beings that you care about close to your heart seeing that they are bathed. They are held in unconditional love and acceptance. They don't have to be anyone or do anything in order to deserve this kind of acceptance that's available by the cosmos, by the universe to them. On some level, there is a perfection in them just being. Perhaps if it supports seeing the divinity, the beauty, the grace, that is their being, is their existence, without attachment to being in a particular way, without attachment to outcome. Regardless of what you think of them, how you measure them or they measure themselves, etc., etc. How they judge themselves, how you judge them. Regardless of all of that, this benevolence, this benevolence, sense of benevolence as the fabric of the universe holding them just as it holds you just as it shines on you 
without exception. And feel free to see all of you. And maybe all of us. We. People in your life, people in the Zoom room, we, humanity, we all living beings held in this benevolence. No one left out. And breathing, breathing with this perspective, the sense of benevolence, goodwill, kindness, love, friendliness, whatever nuance arises for you, just to be held, feel held in it for another moment or two. along with many other pains. Breathing this feeling, see what it feels like to breathe it. Allowing this benevolence in, friendliness, metta into your heart. Into your belly. For the last moments of this practice period, knowing that taking on the perspective that all of these are invitations, all invitations to explore. No shoulds, no have to, and different reactions, different explorations might arise for you, might have arisen for you. Which given all the causes and conditions, they're just the right ones for this moment. So not to judge, not to fix, not to compare. Just appreciate that you have tried holding yourself with appreciation for your own inner goodness. You showed up, you tried without attachment to outcome. Even if there was a moment of friendliness connecting with goodwill or a moment of mindfulness in your body, yay, celebrating that, letting go of the rest. We're all practicing together. We're just practicing together. As Ramdas said, we're all just walking each other home. 
And in this case, home is the home of friendliness, goodwill, benevolence, home of our hearts. If you wish to share a word or a phrase, you can type it in chat. What's arising for you? What arose for you? You can also unmute yourself if you wish. And um, I'll start, I'll get us started by sharing that. We're taking on, as we're exploring, taking on perspectives with cultivation of metta and goodwill, taking on this perspective of the, of the benevolent being. And, and I refer to something that has been helpful in my practice with having read hundreds of people who've had near-death experiences, they're flatlined, the hospital, etc., and reporting that they've experienced being held in unconditional love. And it's so profound and powerful to read these, um, to have read these for me, that I wanted to evoke that, bring that in. And if it works for you, if it doesn't, let it go. These are just invitations. But for me tonight, in the practice, in evoking that, it was very powerful. It actually felt, um, there, was a, there was a very powerful um, sense of connecting with that in my own practice, which I hope... Um, is transmitted and can support you. I can always hope. So Christine in Silver Spring, Maryland offers, so, so beautiful. I have written this down. There are countless perspectives available to you. Why choose the dungeon when you can choose the palace of your heart? Thank you, Christine. I like that one too. Maybe I'll write that one down and use it next time. It just came out. Um, Ali offers, unconditional love is such a healing perspective. I can hardly comprehend it even now. Yeah, thank you, Ali. It is such a healing perspective. So healing. Ah. Nav offers, I'm reminded of Ghani's saying, is that Gandhi? Or Ghani's saying, the quickest way to change the world is to change the way we see it. Yes, must be Gandhi. Yes, exactly. Perspectives. Neil offers, bare and swaddled in love. Ah, I love the, the felt sense of that. I love the, the rawness. Um, mm, actually, that's an image that was coming up for me too, being swaddled. Lovely. Thank you all for your perspectives, for your sharings. Beautiful. So I'd like to invite us to transition into the next part of our practice together. And... Um, and practice to practice now to take the same sense that you have and the same quiet, tender, swaddled um, perspective into relational practice. You don't have to now put on your worldly, like, okay, now I'm going to talk to people. Leave that at the door. A sense of the same tenderness. Can you hold the same perspective of love that you are held in love? You are held in care. And the other two beings that you will be in the room with, they are too held in unconditional care. 
And whatever comes out of your mouth or their mouth, it's all okay. You relate to it as the, these are beautiful sounds. And, and, both, and holding with a different kind of perspective. See what it feels like if you don't follow each, you know, the same way that I was sharing in the practice. You know, each thought that arises as if it were sound, you don't get up and follow it and judge it. Like, oh, sounds, door creaking, I don't know, air conditioning, humming, whatever it is. Same way as celebrating in a way, whatever arises in this, with this perspective. See what it feels like to re- relate in this way. And the sangha that's, that's held, it's holding you, you're holding them, we're all held together. So if you're on the fence, I suggest try it out. Try it out. Especially if you tend to leave right at this moment. Hang in here with the perspective. See how healing it can actually be. How surprisingly healing it can actually be to um, to be with, with other beings. How surprisingly healing it can be. So... So I'm going to open the rooms now and each person will just say a couple of minutes of how this practice was for you and there's no right or wrong. I fell asleep, loved it, didn't like it, anything is fine. So here we go, I'm going to open the rooms. So, feel free to share. Actually, before we start sharing, I'd like to, to, to honor a couple of reflections that were typed just as we're going into groups. So I want to share those also um, from Yuka. Thank you, nature. Thank you, love. Thank you, experience. Ah, thank you, Yuka. I love the... the um, you know, thanking nature, because it is nature, and thank you, love, it is love, and it is experience, and there's an interchangeability of nature as love, as experience, so I really appreciate your words, Yuka, thank you for sharing them, and also wanted to thank Michaela and and share her reflection, Um, she says, I felt all the aches in my shoulders and lower back for weeks, and tonight experiencing them again while sitting, I managed to have a moment of, ah, this body needs care, some stretching and massage, as opposed to the punishing, unfriendly thoughts, like you should exercise more, you're so lazy. It's a gift to shift perspective. Yeah, thank you. You said it so well. It is a gift to shift perspective. And it's just that. Shifting perspective can bring in more metta, more friendliness, and cultivating more friendliness, metta, goodwill, can shift our perspective to ourselves and to others and to the world and to our experience and the way we experience life. If you consider, if you have more friendliness towards yourself and others and the world, it feels like the world is a friendlier place. Your experience of life shifts to feel more friendly. So anyway, okay, now I'd like to hear from you. An invitation, please. And I, I'd like to make a contribution. Please. Um, it's funny, the idea of being swaddled and the sangha, you don't know this because you haven't been with us this week, but today's the first time I've switched on the camera. I've been very unwell all week. And when I joined that little group, that you know, the, the other two people, Neil filled my heart with love. He said he was, he was hoping he'd be able to see me in that little group because he knows that I've been unwell all week. And he kind of filled my heart with the power and the love of the sangha and the support of being swaddled by fellow practitioners. Ah, oh, and, and now you filled my heart by sharing 
that, Mary Christine. I feel swaddled and cared. <laughs> the love of the Sangha, you you know, you being cared for by the Sangha, the Sangha caring for each other, it just mm, yeah. makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. So thank you to the Sangha. And, and thank you for being part of the Sangha and, and feeding the Sangha with your presence. Each and every one of you, everyone, thank you. Very sweet. Thank you. Other reflections, please don't be shy. I have a something to share, I guess. Please. I got into a conversation uh, yesterday or the day before, um, political discussion, which um, I've always been involved very uh, um, enthusiastically in politics and uh, was uh, very much aware that um, it's not necessary uh, to have people understand uh, what my perspective is on uh, current political situations and that uh, frequently it's not helpful. And um, I learned to shut up. (laughs) So that was helpful to me. Mm. Um, Made me feel a lot less frustrated and um, allowed me also to listen to people more. So it was a nice change of perspective for me. Yeah, I hear that. Thank you, Nancy. Yeah, it's so interesting. You know, the perspective we always want to to be heard. Me, me, me. There's a there's an attachment to our opinion, the way we see things, instead of actually, it, it, what if it didn't happen? Let's experiment with just listening, receiving, and that can shift the dynamics too. So I so appreciate you bringing different kind of shift in perspective as you experimented with yesterday and seeing that was lovely. Thank you. Other reports from the field. Yeah, let's call it that. Reports from the field. Reports from your experience, um, either in meditation or in practice. I love the perspective you offered, Nikki, of... um, deserving everything not because of anything we've done or not done and turning that to um everyone and um that is so so hard for me to wrap my human mind around that um I'm worthy of everything um just as I am like that is really powerful and I'm really gonna um yeah just work on keeping that perspective awesome thank you thank you Ali thank you for for naming how on some ways how challenging that perspective can be to to the human you know to kind of the limited perspective of comparing and judging and and at the same time I hear in what you're saying that your heart is called to that perspective. There's something grander, a grander vision in that than our limited human minds. And that's what mystics experience and talk about and teach. Um, And not just mystics, but we're all mystics because we all can have access to this perspective in different times of our life. Sometimes, you know, a birth of a child, like, oh, it's it's perfect. It doesn't have to be or do any. It's this being, just being born, just existing is perfect. It's perfection. But then when they grow up, we lose that. But it's th- those moments like that where all mystics or a moment of deep love for another being or a moment of passing, someone dying, transitions. There are these moments that our minds open up to this different perspective that actually is available all the time. So I really appreciate you naming it, Allie. How challenging and how, yeah, there's something to actually 
keep, keep in, in the foreground and, and keep swimming with, see how it bubbles up, bubbles through. So my dear ones, it is 7 p.m. in California and I think maybe 9 a.m. in Japan. I don't know. I'm losing all the time zones, but maybe noon in Australia. Midday in Australia on the Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Next day. So So we're in (laughs) Utah. Was that? Yes. It's like I'm living in the future in terms of the time zones. You are. Exactly. So it is time to bring our dear togetherness, our precious togetherness, the Sangha, to a close for now in, in this form. Thank you all for showing up, practicing, supporting each other and yourself and all beings whose lives yours touches. May you be safe and happy and healthy and well and all beings included. Take good care. Be well. Good evening. Good morning. Good something or other. Thank you. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you. Bye-bye.